Welcome to Coffee with Humans Live with my friend Megan Zimba. Hi. Hi. Uh, so the dirty secret behind Coffee with Humans is that 98%, let's say, of people are strangers who become friends, but you are not a stranger to me. I'm not. We actually know each other quite well, but I still click that button um, because honestly, I just needed a break <laughs> from what's going on in my life. That was, <laughs> kids. That was why you clicked the button to have coffee with me. You were like, I, I'm like I need a break. I'm going to schedule this and make it sound really important and tell my parents and my family, hey, I'm busy during this time. I'm on a call. Take a break from the kids. <laughs> you know they can watch this live. <laughs> that's that's totally fine, and they can. Like, I knew it was. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so this is the virtual reality of Coffee with Humans, where it's real life is outside this, outside this wall, this box. It looks it's like you're voguing right now. I was you're in voguing. a video box. I'm in a video box. <laughs> I'm a mime. If I do that, it would be like, oh. Love it. That was dumb. Thanks for playing along with that. So humans again, you, this is your second time being with humans. And if I recall the first time I should have brought, I should have brought a video clip. You were outside, I think having coffee. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Um, I think it was more just like a catch up. Uh, it was during your experimental stages of coffee with humans. So it wasn't live at that point. I don't think, I think you were just recording them and then posting what you liked and you didn't post anything from there. So I'm pretty sure you didn't like what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, snap. See, now that's, that's unfortunate. And that's you, you're onto something there. I had about 70 or so in the tank that I recorded and yeah. I it was taking so long to go through and edit them down into these little clips that the vast majority of them never got edited down. That's too bad. You had some I good ones. Software though, that's going to help. That's going to help with that. In, what in is that? Fact, oh, you know what? I should, I'm going to show you. Okay. I'm excited. I know it's relevant. I wonder if they have like a, I should get a referral for this. Is there a referral key or something? I don't know, but that's a good idea. Someone should invent that. No. <laughs> Is really there a referral button? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that um, Staples yeah. button. Do you remember that when they promoted the Staples button? It was just some like stupid gimmicky thing where it was like you pushed it and someone said that was easy. Right. That reminds me of that for some reason. I don't know why. That's how my mind is today. <laughs> the easy button. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got a Facebook user out there uh, saying I'm excited about this topic and I wish that um, here's, here's the thing we need you to do. If you're going to chat with us, if you go to, I'm going to put it out there. Oh. Just say your name. Type in your name. Hashtag like mother. Um, if you go to chat.restream.io 
slash Facebook. You can you can access or allow Restream to access your Facebook profile to get your name, which will in, enhance enhance your chatting uh, avatar. I think is that the name? Okay, so um, this top this thing I was going to show you it's called Descript. Okay. Um, Descript.com. Super okay. cool. Uh, it allows you to upload a, I'll put a little link here. It allows you to upload a, a video. It will transcribe it even with multiple people. And then you can actually, you can uh, remove all filler words. So the ums okay. and, the likes and the false starts, it'll remove those. It'll rip them out of the audio. It can take them out of the video too, if you want them to. Then if you if you take a section of of a transcript, you can highlight it, click a button, and that will export that whole chunk of video right out. So you can just read through it. Awesome. Right? Super cool That's tool. Really cool. Angela's asking you to repeat the URL. Please repeat the URL. Yep, I'm gonna put it up on the screen here. Descript. Oh, sorry. No, you're looking for this URL. The URL if you want to chat, chat.restream.io slash FB. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Well, welcome <laughs> to all of our viewers and listeners. Yes, uh, Megan, that, that Descript thing, certainly check that out if you're doing, if you want to carve up videos in a super fast way, uh, and export out the video, export out the audio, clean up the transcripts. Super, super cool. I'm going to do that later today. Yes, totally. Do it. And if you want to, if you want to uh, test it out, um, we can test it out. I'll. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so Angela, welcome uh, to our viewers and listeners. Megan, when you got on this or registered for this chat, uh, you said a couple important things about work-life balance and questions really, I think that they were like mm -hmm. fears of failure as a working mom. Am I neglecting my children or teaching them good life lessons? Am I re really making a difference with the content I'm creating? Getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. You've had quite a journey. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want the long story version or short your, story your version? <laughs> so, uh, I, my journey of motherhood started when I was 19 and I was uh, in my second year of college, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life and surprise, found out I was pregnant, which really put me in hyperdrive to kind of figure things out. So um, I moved back to Wisconsin had my daughter, Annabelle, who's just amazing. She is actually going to be a senior next year. So um, she'll be off to college soon in uh, dealing with that emotional roller coaster. Um, but I've always had a fascination with writing and a, an obsession with writing. So um, decided that I can't really make, you know, ends meet on the creative side of things. I, I wouldn't even know how to write a Harry Potter book or a Lord of the Rings book to get that much attention from people. So decided to go into technical writing and um, ended up in the manufacturing industry and have been 
writing for manufacturing since 2008 and uh, thought I was done having kids and uh, met my husband about four years ago and we now have two little ones so basically had to start all over and I decided last year to start my own freelance writing business and I work full-time at a manufacturing company still so I'm doing those two things. And then I have a video cast series. So I don't get a lot of sleep. (laughs) Um, And I'm juggling multiple things between being a mom, a wife, and a working individual. So it's, it's been a long journey. It's been an exciting journey. It's been filled with lessons learned and mistakes and tears and happiness and every kind of emotion you can think of, but there's days where I'm just like, man, am I being a bad mom? Because, you know, I'm working so many hours versus hanging out with them or only taking like 20 minute breaks to, you know, give them hugs and stuff. Um, so it's been a struggle emotionally too. Um, cause sometimes I feel like I'm not 100% present for them. And I don't know if that necessarily makes me a good mom or a bad mom. So that's the shorter, longer version, I guess, of my story that you could tell. Say, <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think that's a pretty common feeling from the folks that I've known through the years. Uh, I think the colloquial term is mom guilt. Yeah, which is weird too because it's kind of like separating it from dads too, you know, because there's a lot of dads out there that work long hours and stuff, but. I don't know. I just find it kind of weird how um, still to this day, because it's not, you know, the 50s or 60s anymore where it was expected of moms to stay at home all the time. Um, It's more acceptable for women to be in the workforce. But dads have been doing it forever. As long as I can remember, my dad was gone all the time because of the industry he's in. So he was traveling most of the time. I think we saw him three weeks out of the time out of like every every four or five months we saw him three weeks because he was traveling so much but I don't think he had any guilt over that <laughs> I think he was fine traveling around um I don't yeah, yeah. I don't think I suffer, suffer from uh that as much as as much as ladies I think maybe because women are tend to be more relationally wired I think so I think that's the root of it and we, I mean, we're pregnant for nine months too. So there's probably that connection <laughs> that we have. <laughs> a, a comedian. Uh, talk about how, <laughs> how, like if, if a guy, you know, if a guy ever went to the doctor and the doctor's like, Hey, I got great news for you. You've got something in you. It's growing. Grow, <laughs> and then it's going to come out of one of the smallest holes in your body. A guy would just be like, Holy <laughs> Stop. Stop. I quit. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Not doing this. Meanwhile, women are like, huh? <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I mean, are- <laughs> it's it's a roller coaster of emotions when you find out that there's a human being growing inside of you. It's definitely not comforting at first. It's a little freaky and scary. I mean, if some if there's moms out there that are calmed by that first initial you're pregnant um I have so much respect my reaction was just like 
would have been a deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> so kind of a scary moment. Yeah. But a lot of fun now. Yeah. Well, you're, you've got a lot that you're juggling between mm-hmm. full-time work side stuff and this new Mavens of manufacturing thing that you're working on. Yeah. And then, yeah, little, little people. One just tried coming into the room that I'm in right now, but the door is locked. So <laughs> <laughs> Mommy. Yes. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts for a little bit. I was like, oh, how, how do you reconcile this thing of work-life balance? What does it mean to you, actually? Uh, maybe well, what is the, what is the definition for you for work-life balance? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. I I was on LinkedIn one day, and I think everybody here knows Gary B. Um, he's someone that I follow because of just how blunt and honest he is. I if you know me personally, I appreciate that kind of stuff. So um, he was one of the first influencers on LinkedIn that I followed, and he posted something like a week ago about work-life balance. And he basically said that he didn't have any because he loved doing what he does so much that he didn't really need a work-life balance because they kind of just meld together. Um, And I sort of agreed with that, but at the same time, and this might be my mom guilt coming out where I feel like I should still have some time set aside or my family where they have 100% of my attention and I'm not looking at emails or looking at my phones for text messaging. Um, so it, it's been really, really difficult. The last two weeks, I've made a conscious effort to schedule time where I'm only working maybe an hour or two at a time and then I'll take 15 to 20 minute breaks in between. And during those breaks, um, make an effort to hang out with my kids and have conversations with them or feed them lunch or play with them or just do goofy things with them. Um, is it enough time? I don't know. I don't, I don't really know the definition of that. Um, my kids are pretty curious. So most of the time they don't want my attention anyways, cause they're busy learning about something else or playing with something. Um, but again, I don't, when they do want my attention, that's where I try to give it to them because they want it. So I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like they're ever getting pushed away and rejected. So when they do want my attention, I try to, to do it. I try to stop what I'm doing and give them my attention. But otherwise, I mean, um, another thing that I'm trying not to do is work on the weekends Um, If I do work on the weekends, I try to get up before everyone else. So around three or four o'clock in the morning, I'll get up and work until seven or eight until they get up. And then the rest of the time, I won't do anything until they go back to bed. So that might seem extreme to some people being up so early, but it seems that that somehow fits into your cycle. So I don't do it all the time because um, I'm not a morning person, hence why I drink a lot of coffee in the first place. Um, But yeah, this morning I was up at 3.30. I went to the gym at 4. I got a workout in, came home, showered up. And um, it's really weird because the days that I am able to do that, I actually feel more energy to get more things done and I'm more focused. 
So it's, it's weird how that works. Cause I'm typically not a morning person, but, um, I've adapted and adjusted so that I can get that time in with my kids because especially with my two youngest, um, they're learning about so many things right now and everything strikes their curiosity. I don't want to miss a ton of those moments, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I want to teach them about hard work because I feel like that is missing from some of our conversations nowadays. Um, For instance, my daughter, I'm not trying to call her out or throw her under the bus, but she's a a competitive dancer. And about a couple years ago, she was getting upset because she wasn't scoring high like some of the other dancers were, and she wasn't getting overall placing. And she had a conversation with me about it. And she's like, I just don't understand what's going on. And I'm like, well, you don't practice enough. And she kind of was taken back by my answer. And she's like, why practice? And I'm like, yeah, but you're not practicing enough. And I was like, to be the best at something, it basically has to be your life. And I was telling her about my softball days in high school. And I was like, I didn't just practice at school or after school. Like I practice on the weekends and I practice in the morning or mid afternoon. Like I was always playing softball because I wanted to be better than the best player out there. So in order for me to do that, I put in the extra work. And I was like, if you want to be of the best dancers or better than some of the best dancers that you're competing against you have to put that hard work in to earn it and I try to teach them not to like participation trophies I think there's a use for them but I think that they cause a lot of problems too because if if you get to a point where you just think that things are should be given to you without anything you don't really appreciate what goes into it so I'm trying to teach my kids, yeah, you know, I'm working a lot, but I'm doing it so that, you know, we can do A, B, and C, and things will be set up for you in the future. Um, so I'm trying to teach them the rewards are so much better if you work hard for them. Um, but I don't know if it's working or if it's setting in, so we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Right. You probably don't know until yeah. years down the road when it starts to come back at the, the, it's like a, uh, it's like a fruit tree. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think I did strike a chord with my daughter though, because since we've had that conversation she's been doing phenomenal in dance. Um, but she's also been doing phenomenal in school. She has like a 3.5, GPA. She wants to go in medical. She's, she's applying to some of the top medical schools in the nation. And I don't think she would have thought of doing that if I didn't lay that pathway to her, um, or for her. So, I I mean, I'm trying to instill confidence too, and not be afraid to do things. And, um, cause I've done that. I've gone through that stage where I, was fearful of what may or may not happen. So I didn't even try. Um, so I'm trying I, to step out of that and yeah, I think, to just uh, try anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the things I'm hearing you saying is that, um, and I think this is true. One the, um, I think one of the most important things we can do for our kids is teach them how to think instead of, you know, what to think. And, 
and and the gap i th- i believe the gap for a lot of people who uh end up with a disconnect like hey why did my parents do such and such it was never explained to them so you know you're you're working your butt off um you love it you've got hopes and dreams for yourself and for your family and the kids would you know maybe feel let's say let's say if kids were going to feel neglected um that's not the that's not the point you're coming from that um you're in fact you're giving an intense amount of thought but if you never say that then they never hear it and and i think one of the key one of the key elements is is that if you if you teach them in those moments here's why i'm doing this then they start to internalize oh i get it and then and then it becomes a conversation um mm-hmm. and maybe it turns into respect rather than um confusion or disappointment or concern i hope so <laughs> yeah so, but yeah i mean um she she's doing good my two little ones are doing great i'm also trying not to like it's weird because I had her when I was 20 and then so many years later I had my two little ones and I feel like I'm a different parent compared to now as to when I was a parent back then. Um, and I don't know if it's like a combination of just the age difference of when I had her versus when I had them and, um, all of my life experience in between, but I don't necessarily yell at them as much as I did with her like I was trying to set her up for success in a different way than I am with them um I tried to shelter her I thought that would help but now I realize that that wasn't the best strategy I think um so when I put her into dance I did it to kind of get some of that introvertedness that she was experiencing um decreasing some of that because she was starting to like be shy and not want to talk to anybody and then I put her in the dance and she talks to everyone and she's never quiet um so I think that's a win but with my two boys I try to encourage their curiosity so if they decide hey here's a glass of milk I'm gonna jump it down the stairs just to see what happens because that happened I try not to get upset about it because they're just curious Hey, what's gonna do this? <laughs> My husband's happy, but I just kind of giggled and laughed and was like, yeah. And they they were so amazed by it, like, cool, look what happened. It went all the way down the stairs. I'm like, yeah, that's great, fantastic. Now I gotta clean it up. So that was fun. So I, I try to like, let them experiment and figure things out because I think that's helpful too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's patience uh, setting in over the years. Not everything, all those, all those things that were big deals, you know, the first time, kind of that first time through, become not such a big deal, you know, the second and the third time. And I agree with you, like probably with life, you know, life in between, um, and especially you know, as a as a as a young mom, you know, that's a different experience, you know. Yeah. Um, then uh um, and being a girl mom versus a boy mom is completely different too i think oh. i think you parent your, your daughters differently than you parent your sons which is so weird because i was like always the one that was up 
oh, I'm going to treat them all the same, but I don't. <laughs> right. And I have it. It's weird. Totally different. And, and it shouldn't, I mean, people say it shouldn't be, but it, it is. And that's the way it is. And uh, yeah, like my, I parent my daughter differently than I parented my boys. Um, I, I'll, it's, it's subconscious. Like I, the, the things that, um, <laughs> like I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> oh, cause my son, uh, my son is in town. He doesn't live in this area right now. Um, <laughs> he was in town and we were talking about driving and, uh, I've, you know, my, my two boys and I was like, well, my first son, you know, um, I was like, he's going to be a good driver. He'll be a good, he'll be, he's, he's attentive to detail and, you know, worries about things. So I'll, I like, he'll be a good driver. And then my second son, I was like, hmm, he's probably going to get into crashes. And he's just, he just doesn't seem to super nice social guy. He'd be, he'd be the guy who's just like, I'm rather talk to you. I'd rather like talk to you than drive and boom. And, you know, and, and now, you know, my daughter, she's, um, she's almost to the point where she can get her permit. And I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like what? <laughs> no, <laughs> stop this. This is, yeah. crazy. she should never be allowed on the streets. <laughs> it's, it's really, I said the same thing about my daughter and I'm still afraid every time I give her, cause she's already crashed one of my cars. She's told it. So I have a, I have a brand new car, not because I wanted it, but because I needed it. Cause she told me another one. And I, th I thank God every day that that's all she totaled and she didn't get hurt. She um, wasn't paying attention or she was trying to beat an arrow and <laughs> got T-boned and it, that phone was the scariest thing ever. And she kept apologizing, mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I'd rather get a new car than not have my daughter around. So it's fine. But yeah, every time I get those keys, that's the first thought I have. I'm like, please don't get T-boned again. <laughs> please just drive and um so we have this routine where she needs to text me anytime she gets anywhere because i need to know that she's alive and breathing which might be a little crazy on my part but it's just <laughs> it's scary it's so scary yeah just, well um we we briefly touched on this thing mavens of manufacturing that you have recently launched which is a huge yeah. endeavor um and i think it goes along with one of the things that you're talking about which was uh, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and am I really, you know, following your dreams and then making a difference in this whole scope, this holistic scope of being a mom, you know, and a wife and like, ah, so what, what, what changed in you? What was the, what was the, uh, what was the change that caused you to jump out of your comfort zone, this well-worn path of who you are, are, and, and, and were and just kind of like say, I'm going to start start kind of pushing the envelope for for me. Um, it's a really good question. Um, I kind of hit a dark phase for a few months. Um, I don't know if it was postpartum depression or what. Um, but after I had my son Roman, who's my youngest. I kind of just fell into this dark space and didn't think I was really providing any 
tell you. Um, the manufacturing company that I worked before let me go. And um, I think at that point, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to let this defeat me this time because I've, I've lost jobs before in the past and um, had my crying moments. So I think the day that I was let go was the only day that I would really lost my emotions, like crying, sobbing and all that stuff and questioning my worth. But I think after that, I decided, you know, I'm going to try something different. So I had a conversation with my husband and I was like, do you care if I start doing this, which is my freelance writing business? He goes, no, try it out. So after a month of starting that, I got hired on to um, another company in Chicago and started doing writing for them but during that process um i noticed with this company what was different before in other companies that i worked for in the past is they had a lot more women on their team and I'm like, this is fantastic like you have women everywhere in this company they're on the shop floor they're in the office they're doing administrative work working the machines they're, they're the chemistry stuff goes into their processes and services and i was completely away and being part of um with organizations for this one of the main things that was always discussed was the skills gap and then the genders gap and you know i thought about myself and the career path that i took and then i thought about my daughter and thought about my friend's daughters and for whatever reason you know i was surrounded by women that were competing against each instead of with each other and when I got into the manufacturing space the few women that I met during trade shows and stuff which I mean there was few compared to the amount of men at these trade shows they were high-fiving each other going out for drinks with each other building each other up even if they were competing companies they still have that woman bond with them and I was floating this idea around for a while and it was a conversation that I had with you and you asked me about it and I told you and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm kind of fearful of it. Like, cause I was, and then I told you about my skydiving trip that I went to and, um, you asked why I jumped out of the plane and I told you I was afraid of heights and I just wanted to face my fear of fights. So I did it was the most ex- exhilarating experience I've ever had in my life. I would recommend every everyone, even if afraid of heights, go skiving at least once. Um, and you kind of just took that answer that I gave you and applied it to Maven's manufacturing. You were like, just jump out of the plane and do it. Like, just do it. So, um, yeah, I made an announcement back in December and a bunch of people contacted me through LinkedIn and they were like, I would love to take this. And um, I think just know my passion for manufacturing and telling people stories and writing it just all fit together and you know I want because when I was growing up I was insecure about everything and that's a huge problem I think amongst most women where we have our insecurities and they get in our way they definitely do so I wanted to set a platform not just for my daughter but for other people's daughters you know, where they can feel comfortable with themselves and feel proud of themselves and know that they can make a difference in the world, whether it's, you know, making something on a CNC machine or doing something like, you know, 
sewing textiles together, you know, anything that you can create. I want women to, you know, embrace that and know that they they have a voice and they can be innovative and they can be part of these conversations um, and they can make a difference. So, yeah, I just took that leap and jumped out of the plane like you told me to do. And here we are today. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so this is a this is a live stream show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you did you just threw yourself out there. Uh, and you've got a cool, I don't know, you've got, it's a, it's a cool story as I look at it for a, a person who you genuinely want to make a difference, not only for yourself and, you know, you've, you and I've had these conversations. You want to make a difference for your, for, for your daughter, for one, um, to kind of demonstrate to her that, Hey, listen, you know, you, you, you can do it too. Um, and you're right. I mean, everybody has insecurities to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some, some people overcome them in, in, in ways uh, that are just kind of um, obnoxious. You know, it's, it's just like, ah, you stick, I'm going to show you. Um, and then some people overcome it with, with just the kind of almost like a humility. You're like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there and, Hey, I hope like I'm going to bring my ball to the field. <laughs> Does anyone want to come play? That's that. I think, um, I, I think that's kind of how you approached it. Um, you know, kind of fearful, fearful in a way. Uh, but, but a, but also, um, a determination, I think, uh, if I would, if I would characterize it as, as such. Yeah. I mean, there's that sense that I have, and maybe this is part of me being a mom too. Um, my biggest fear in life right now, as it stands, is letting my kids down or failing them in some form or fashion. Um, so they are my motivation every day that I wake up, every night that I go to sleep. Um, I'm very grateful for um, the grit that they have instilled in me because I don't think any of this would have been possible without that determination and motivation. And I mean, I've, my sister, she teaches um, math. And when she started teaching, she taught in a title nine district in Houston, Texas. And she said that, you know, these kids come from such lower income families and most of their family members are either drug addicts or gang members or um, just not set up on a path for success. And that really like kind of bothered me, but it also made me very grateful for the life that I've had. But there are kids out there that are still struggling, you know, whether it's because they have their own inner demons or because of their surrounding environment, they don't have the same opportunities that other kids have. I want to be able to touch those kids too, to, you know, and motivate them that, hey, you might not know that these skill sets can actually be something that can make you extremely successful. So I'm, I'm hoping one of my goals is, is to actually bring Mavens to manufacturing to communities like that, where, you know, they might not think I'm worth anything. I don't have anything to offer. Well, no, that's not the case. You just didn't have the opportunity in front of you. So let's start bringing those opportunities in front of those kids so that they can, you know, learn about themselves and learn 
the skill sets that they have. And I mean, kids, kids are so creative. Um, and technology has kind of helped with that. I mean, if you look on YouTube or TikTok or whatever the latest form of social media is, there's a lot of talented kids out there that are doing some really creative things with video and not too many people would make that connection of video with manufacturing. Like they wouldn't, but there is a connection there. Um, you, you can get into graphic design or video design. Manufacturers are going crazy over video right now. So, I mean, that's something kids can bring to the table. Um, there's programming opportunities. There's coding opportunities. There's website design opportunities. If you look at the majority of manufacturers now and their websites, they're not exciting. <laughs> like, they're pretty, they're pretty bad. So there, there is a niche there. And I just want people to know that just because it's not right in front of you doesn't mean that it's not there. So yep. that's one of my main goals. And I hope sure. I get there. I, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen the evolution and your, of your growth through this process. And I know, and I know that you started off basically saying, how, how do I even do this? I feel like I want to do this and here's my dream in front of me, but you didn't know, you know, how to, how to do live streaming and that type of stuff. Uh, and so you, so you, the very thing that you're trying to, to inspire others to, to do, which is just go, go do this and sort of, da- uh, storm, storm the castle. Um, well, I think one of the principles that you, that, uh, your experience has brought out is that you go ask, find people around you who have the skill sets. And I'm, I'm a pretty firm believer that the, that the, when there's something that's in front of us that we should should or could be doing, um, the 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 resources are around us as well, mm-hmm. and um, and this idea of you know going back to your idea of like part of the balance is recognizing those other resources and how they how they come to play uh, in our in our experiences. You know, you're you've shifted your schedule so you get up early and you. And, and you carve out time, you know, for the kids while you're also learning how to live stream and experimenting with new things and getting the word out and doing your day job and doing a fantastic job. But there too, it's all of these, it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's kind of like dance, right? I mean, your, your daughter's professional dancer, right? Um, the the music goes and you got to go with it. Um, and turn it into something, you know, cause it's better than standing there. Right. And if you mess up, you just keep going. And I think that's another good point too, because, um, it's cliche because everybody on LinkedIn is saying it right now, but you sh- you should welcome failure and not yeah. be afraid of it. Um, it's, it's so cliche cause it's everywhere on LinkedIn right now, but, um, I, I myself had to get comfortable with that because I'm sort of a perfectionist where I want everything to go exactly as planned. And it took a lot of years up until now to be comfortable with that not being the case. So, um, and maybe that's where my patience comes in with my kids dumping milk down the stairs. It's, you know, okay, sure. It, it didn't work out. Okay, move forward. Like on to the next thing kind of thing. And you just have to take every bit as a learning experience. And um, one of my favorite lines from you is 1% better. 
So if I'm doing 1% better today than I did yesterday, I'm on the right track. And I, I think people need to keep that in mind. It's the world's not going to catch on fire if you made a mistake somewhere. <laughs> Probably not. I, I love the example of your kids, of your kids uh, dumping milk down the stairs as, as an idea. Uh, they're cause they're, they're kind of testing something just like your test in the waters. Let's say with mavens, you know, you're, am I yeah. gonna, are people going to like it? I'm going to put them out. How do I schedule all these things? You're just testing. They're just at a different stage of testing. They're testing, you know, a grip on <laughs> kind of like a reality of how do we care for a house and how do we, yeah. and you know, and what's fun, what's not fun and what's, you know, what's work and what's not work, what's clean, what's not clean. They're just testing it, testing life on a different level. Yeah. And I'm probably a bad mom for saying this too. Like my kids new thing now is jumping off of furniture <laughs> and everyone freaks out about it. And I'm just like, just do it. Like, fine, do it. I'm sure one of these times they're going to get stitches, a broken bone or a concussion. I'm sure that's bound to happen, but there's only so many times you can tell someone no for them to believe you. Like they have to go through the motions themselves to understand it and believe it. So I'm one of those parents where I'm like, yeah, jump off of it. See what happens. You might get hurt. You might not, you might have luck on your side this time. <laughs> my mom, my mom, it drives my mom crazy because I just am like, yeah, just, just do it. See what happens. Yeah, I don't think my mom would appreciate that either. I, my daughter, I, uh, at the very minimum, you're going to have some good stories from it. Uh, my, well, my daughter got this little like notch, like this skin, you know, from an old cut right above her eye, and that is from she was somehow behind me on a couch, like wiggling around or something like that, and went over me and I don't know if I was, I don't recall. It was a long time ago. I'm not sure if I was supposed to catch her or maybe I threw her down. I don't know. Something <laughs> happened and she hit herself, <laughs> she hit her eye, like on this coffee table. We ended up at the, at the media care and they, they promptly started like investigating whether I was beating yeah. my child. And, yep. and, I, and I know it's terrible to think about, it, but I was like, if I was beating my child, she wouldn't come up with a tiny little, I like an eye right. thing. I bring her to the emergency room for a tiny little eye. And it's like, no, she just fell. Like we were horsing around and she fell off on the, you know, I was like, and she talked about it. She talked about it not all that long ago. And she has this big embellished story, uh, you know, about how I was trying to break her face or something. And like, I like, no, you were wiggling and you fell off, yeah. you know, it became a thing for her. And she laughs about it and she's, it's, it's exciting, you know, exciting to her that she kind of had that experience. And I think of, I think of what, what would be the opposite, like sheltering in place, you know, as a kid, <laughs> like don't touch anything, don't ruin anything, don't hurt anything, don't break anything. And I don't know that that's a better existence. Well, I think if you go that route, they'll be afraid to try new things. Mm hmm you know, um, my mom kind of sheltered us a little bit as much as she could. And there were certain things that I was afraid to try because her worry that she passed on to us. Now yeah. I'm just like, I'm old enough. I mean, I had a good life. So this doesn't end up <laughs> great. I had a good life, you know, sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, um, your story with the stitches reminds me when I got stitches in my chin, I was dancing. I was not I was dancing in the shower, slipped and fell, hit the edge of the tub, and I had to get stitches 
So we go to the ER room with that story. They asked my mom to leave the room. <laughs> yeah. And they looked at me and they're like, so what really happened, Megan? And I'm like, I slipped in the shower. Did you or did did your mom tell you to say that? And I'm like, she didn't tell me to say anything. I slipped in the shower. She gave me the towel to stop the bleeding. Like, that's fine. But before that, like weeks before that, my brother got stitches in his shin. My sister got stitches in her chin. Like we all were getting hurt at some point. We had multiple trips to the hospital. So they started thinking, what, what what's really going on here? But it's, it's kids, you know, kids get hurt. That's yeah. how they learn. <laughs> Well, uh, in, insightful, uh, insightful conversation. I am curious, uh, in our final minutes here together, um, since, since you're a perfectionist and you like to be good at things, um, and you don't like to make mistakes, I thought we could do a drawing game. You got time for that? I do. And I purposely brought a pen so I couldn't erase anything. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we are definitely going to play. What's going to draw it. Okay. I'm excited for this. This is going to work for our for our viewers and listeners, uh, and for you too. Here's how this here's how this works. Uh, I'm going to have a card that show, shows on the screen. This one, draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. You'll have one minute, so we'll both draw. Okay. As soon as start, and then we'll have one minute to draw whatever whatever shows up on the screen. Okay. And. Uh, and then we will we'll show our cards to the screen and and uh, you you can vote for your own if you think you honestly did a better job than me you can vote for yourself. Okay. Um, but but this is your this is your opportunity. I know you're a writer, so we're going to see if you're a drawer as well. You're ready? Okay. Ready for the first card? There will be three and, of them. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Draw a creature with a fish head and elephant body and spider legs. What? Fish head and elephant body and spider legs. Don't question the card. You don't have time to question it. <laughs> Draw a creature with a fish head. <laughs> what kind of fish, though? Oh, this is not a fish head. Oh, no. And spider legs. And an elephant body. This is terrible. <laughs> How many legs does a spider have? I forget. Is it eight. six or eight? There's eight? eight? Okay. Oh, no. This is not a good fish. This looks more like an eel. Ten seconds. <laughs> Three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. This is terrible. This is really terrible. Okay. Creature with a fish head and elephant body and spider legs. Oh. Okay. That's terrible. That's nightmarish. You know what I was thinking when I was thinking fish head? Yeah. The fish in SpongeBob SquarePants, they don't really look like fish, but they got the mouth. Huh. Yeah. You, you had like, you're like a, one of those creatures from a horror film that like. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know what an elephant body looks like. All right, this is oh. a creature with fish head, an elephant body, and spider legs. That had eight I, legs, right? Yeah, okay. I think you won. You won. You won. I'm that not one. confident in that face, though. <laughs> it does look like an eel. It but certainly looks like a fish. Is eel a type of fish? Um, I, I'm not I a. I'm not a zoologist, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Is that the right term? Well, I don't know. I, was, I should know this. <laughs> amphibiologist? Is it an, I don't know if an eel is an amphibian or not. Well, I know what I'm Googling later. <laughs> hey, Google, is an eel an amphibian? You can't hear it, but they're classified as a type of fish, although they are very different from most kinds of fish. The more you know. First, folks. Happy with humans. Right. Second, uh, second drawing. You ready for this? I am. Draw a lollipop calling her mom on her sugar phone. <laughs> She's not calling her sugar daddy. She's calling on the sugar phone. The comedy here is free. Lollipop calling her mom on her sugar phone. I'm gonna give her big old, big old lips. She got, she got filler lips. The, she got fat injections. Thirty seconds. What is a sugar phone? I don't even know. spending way too much time on this lollipop. Ten seconds. I'm putting a blouse on her. Oh, no. This is not good. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay. I... Ah, this is terrible. What you got? A lollipop calling her mom on the sugar <laughs> I didn't know how else to draw a sugar oh you know what would have been good what you know what would have been good drawing like a sugar cube for the phone oh that's I was having I was having a real hard time um okay sugar phone. dang it <laughs> this is a lollipop calling her mom on a sugar phone um her sugar is. phone is one of those sugar packets that, and it's dribbling <laughs> out. Like a sugar packet cell phone. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's just dribbling out all over the place. That um, kind of your face, her face kind of reminds me of something on the Saw movies. It's kind of creeping me out a little Right? A I forgot hair. <laughs> I was so focused on getting eyes and like, I was thinking like big like real housewives lips kardashian lips oh, kardashian. No. i'm a lollipop <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yes i don't know why <laughs> well um i think you win that second round that's a tie need a tiebreaker 
Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Ready for this? Yes. Last one. Draw a cereal box for a new cereal called Rock, Scissors, Paper. A cereal box for a new cereal called Rock, Paper, Scissors. Buddy, buddy, boo, 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 boo. Do you eat this? That's a good question. 30 seconds. the nutrition uh what's the nutritional value of rock paper scissors cereal what okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty good you're a winner <laughs> <laughs> i think you won that round I feel like I feel like it was it's it's one of those cereals that, uh, you know, get gets you up. You're like, I'm glad I had this because I feel like I'm a winner. I like that. I like that. Thank you on that round. Jason. <laughs> I'll accept that. But I, I feel like yours was really good. You had rock, paper, scissors. You had it labeled. Mine just says you're a winner. People are like, what cereal is that? The one with the box that says you're a winner. <laughs> Mine was more kid friendly. <laughs> yours was Why? kind of the adult. Well, you're cutting paper on the box and you have the guy. And I have an angry, angry rock. Yeah. He looks angry. He was designed to be angry. Okay. That's, that's great. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's excellent. All right. So uh, in our, in our final minute here, I was out uh, with uh, at bowling and we were talking about um, if you were to, if you were to die and Wow, it's deep. <laughs> Get a bunch of guys together, and we the deep, the really deep parts come out. Um, <clears throat> if you were to die, and people, and and like, what method would people just be like? Mm, yeah, that made sense. Like, how how did you how did you die? That people were like, how yeah. did I, I die? Yeah. So um, so we we agreed that. Um, my friend Colin probably had a freak farm accident, um, crushed, crushed by an end loader or something. Um, my friend Brian 
uh, died under suspicious circumstances. His wife was making dinner and he was dead on the floor. Uh, and I, (laughs) and I had, had a uh, freak accident in a nightclub. (laughs) Freak accident in a nightclub. That is a good question. My mom and I actually were talking about buying because um, she's <laughs> she's preparing because I guess that's what you do when you're older. And uh, I told her that I just wanted it to be quick and I don't know that it's happening. So, I mean, if I were to go skydiving again and my shoot failed, I think that would be a People good go. way to go. Figures. Yeah. Or um, walking in front of a moving bus would probably make sense too, because sometimes I'm not paying attention to my surroundings. <laughs> so either getting hit by something or me slipping on something and falling on something would probably not surprise a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, that's insightful. Yeah. Good. Now, now we know more about Megan. <laughs> well, uh, any any last words you want to leave our audience uh, about work life balance? Being a mom, just take it second by second, and you know, you're you created life, so don't feel like you're failing at something. That's a big feat in its own. You created life, and um, just take it second by second and enjoy it. And it's not going to be easy to find a work life balance but it is possible and there is no manual out there so don't feel like if you're not doing something the same way someone else is doing that you're doing it the bad way (laughs) you could be doing it the better way (laughs) (laughs) all righty well on that note this is coffee with humans uh live raw unedited conversations between strangers who become friends with my friend continuing to be friend megan (laughs) zimbo Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.